Back home again in dear old Elmhurst, and it seems that I can see the gleaming French porch lights still burning bright through the seven wards of trees. The backyard skunks send all their fragrance through the streets I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on her salt creek, how I long for my great big Elmer's home. Golly! And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another edition of the E-Town Lowdown. I'm here today with my good friend, Scotty Malort. How are you, Malort? Good, sir. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well. So, uh, this is actually our second take because I didn't hit record and the original uh, intro, so I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm going to repeat what I said before, and that is that I have been driving all over town recently seeing billboards with this very good-looking dude dressed well, advertising a Health 360 with Dr. G podcast, and he is our guest today, Dr. Mark Gomez. Welcome Again, Dr. Gomez. Hey, good morning, Rick. Good morning, uh, Malort. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. And uh, as I said, the first take, uh, we'd love to get some tips before the end of the show on how we can be better dressed just like you. But let's start before we get into the podcast with your background, where you grew up, how you got interested in medicine, where you went to school, and tell us a little bit about your practice. Wonderful. So I grew up in the north suburbs of Illinois in a small village known as Hawthorne Woods. So it's set up in the north suburbs near Long Grove and and, uh, Lake Zurich. I went to high school at Stevenson High School in Lincolnshire. I uh, was in the marching band and I was a drum, <laughs> I was a drum major. Uh, so that was the best thing. It's all you have, you, you have that in common with Malik. He, I like you already. Oh, there you go. We've it, got it, stories, but I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I was going to say we what happens at band camp stays at band camp. So uh, exactly. and I can uh, agree on that one. That's right. Uh, exactly. Even though we're dating ourselves way too, that's a long time ago. <laughs> right. so all I, so went, true. All I went to, I went to uh, undergrad at Washington university in St. Louis and I was actually a Spanish literature major. Not too many people know that about me. Spanish literature, I was a biology minor and did the pre-med curriculum. And then I did medical school at Loyola Stritch University, uh, Loyola University Stritch School of Medicine. Uh, I graduated medical school in 2004. I stayed on at Loyola for my, in, for my internal medicine uh, internship and residency, which I completed in 2007. And then um, in 2007, I was essentially recruited by Edward Elmer's Health and I've uh, been in practice ever since. What was your um, motivation to become a doctor? I mean, you, you majored in Spanish lit, for gosh sake. Spanish literature, there you go. I'm a, I'm a non-traditional student when it comes to that thing. But I agree, everybody has their origin story. It's like, a, it's like a good comic book, and you have your origin story. My origin story happened when I was nine years old. And so uh, what happened at the time, I was nine, year old, nine years old, and I have an identical twin brother. And my brother and I had... Uh, a great deal of asthma growing up. My brother had it uh, worse than I had. And so we're sitting there 
uh, on a Sunday morning, I remember like it was yesterday, a Sunday morning we're at church, uh, a place called St. Francis de Sales, Catholic Church up in Lake Zurich. And my brother goes into a full-blown asthma attack. And I remember at that time, uh, we didn't have any rescue inhalers. This is the uh, mid, mid, mid 80s, mid 1980s. So it is what it is. But I remember the deacon of the church, he, you know, he was like, you got to get out of here now. We knew we had to go. So my dad and my brother and I and my mom and my sister were uh, also in attendance. And so those are those days back at church where like you were like when you're blocked in at a parking lot, you are blocked in until like everybody gets out of church traffic. So the deacon tossed us, they tossed my dad the, the keys to the church pickup truck. And my dad is flooring it down, uh, down from Lake Zurich all the way to Condell Medical Center, uh, which actually was in Arlington Heights uh, at that time. And uh, just basically saying, God, don't take my son. And I'm sitting in the, in the car with him. And I could see my brother struggling to breathe. And so that was really in that moment that I knew I had a calling to serve. So that was my 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 aha moment that I knew I wanted to go into medicine. I, I was I was always interested in science growing up. I had like the I was a typical kid that had like a microscope, uh, you know, magnifying glass. You could fry some ants with the sunlight and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was me. And uh, so I just kind of parlayed that into uh, a passion to want to do medicine. So when I was in high school, I certainly aligned myself with the right mentors, um, even in junior high, uh, just trying to expense, uh, uh, learn more about health and well-being. And then I just kind of kept going. Uh, when I was a freshman in college, I worked as a medical translator for a pediatrician in St. Louis. I actually am fluent in Spanish. And um, that was kind of the start of it really going where you were really immersed in the culture of healthcare. And so though I've had some varying points across my, my years of, of spending time abroad and locally doing medical missions. And that really kind of reaffirmed why I wanted to go into medicine. How did you decide on internal medicine in particular? So I, I'm the kind of guy where I value relationships. And I think one of the great things about internal medicine or being a private care physician, as it's commonly referred to today, is that you get to see so many different things. And so I, the great thing is from a knowledge standpoint, I know a lot about a lot of things, uh, as opposed to some of our medical specialists that, that are really focused on their craft. The great thing with internal medicine and primary care, you walk in one door, there might be a, a reason for somebody there, and then you walk into the next door in a completely different clinical presentation and diagnosis. So I really like that. And then the fact that I like to have long-term relationships, and I really believe in physicians and their patients having good relationships. Healthy relationships are foundational to everything. Your doctor is your coach. And for patients out there that are looking for doctors, you want a doc that's going to give you the attention and to be there, to be your cheerleader, to be your coach, to be your shoulder to cry on if something happens, but your primary care doc will rescue you every day, every step of the way. How did you first decide to uh, become a podcaster? So I'll tell you the story again. My origin story continues. Like this, is like part two of the comic book uh, evolution. I mean, by the way, my favorite comics are Star Wars, without a doubt. Love everything nice. Star Wars. Uh, so uh, yes, me, 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 and my lord, we're gonna have like some conversations off nice. off, off, off the show about some of the, our band stories and uh, comic book stories. Yeah. So, uh, so I decided to get into health podcasting actually several years ago. So um, actually, for a few years prior to that. My wife and I had done some work through the local NAACP, and I served as the chairperson for the DuPage County um, Health Committee. And what we would do is we put together on an annual basis, we did it for a few years in a row, Edward Elmer's were sponsors. And I would get together, I would gather like the best 
uh, high school students essentially in the area, and we would gather them together at either Edward Hospital or Elmer's Hospital, and we presented them, and it was called "So You Think You Want to So You Think You Want to Have a Career in Healthcare." And what I did at that time was to really uh, align high school kids that are interested in sciences to connect with physicians like myself, dentists, physical therapists, nurses, anything that related to healthcare. If there was a high school kid in the area. Edward Elmer's uh, service region, we wanted to talk to them. So we did that for a few years uh, and it was great. And then, so after that, I kind of said, all right, how can we continue to give back and connect people? And I'm all about connecting people. And so we decided, how do we give back more? I can't, I can't, I can't, obviously I can't be in so many places at one point. So my wife and I actually sat down and thought about how can we deliver a message of engagement in the community? Uh, uh, moving forward. And so we had an aha moment and it was like, why don't we start podcasting and start connecting people that way? And so my wife and I, uh, in uh, spring of 2018, launched our first show called To Your Health with Dr. G. And we broadcast out of a small studio in Westchester, Illinois. And we were very grateful to have so many physician leaders, community partners, even public health support from local officials, Anybody that was passionate about health, we brought them to the table and we talked about a topic and then we disseminated that information out to the community to use as a catalyst to engage in great behaviors with their with their with themselves and also to engage and make health less intimidating with their providers. Did uh, your podcast uh, come in the form of a video podcast originally? It was. So the concept, we wanted to have both ways because, again, we want to take advantage of some social media. So we wanted to have a, a, a dual podcast, both available via video and also via your favorite audio podcasting app. So we actually did that that format of the podcast in a Facebook Live um, um, format. And then we took the we shook out the audio and then put it onto iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And I thought it was a great way because some people want to look at you. And I think when you have a video component, you can bring listeners in closer. It makes it very authentic. Plus, you get to see what everybody looks like too. So who doesn't like doing that? And so you get to see all my my fun my fun wardrobe and things like that. But 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 by any means necessary to get the message out for engagement. At the end of the day, we want people to be inspired to have healthy living and have success in everything they do in their lives. Dr. G, did you have any experience with media type stuff pre-podcasting? I mean, were you a college radio guy? Were you, were you spinning records on KWUR 90.3 <laughs> FM in Wash U? Or? Oh, my gosh. I wish I, I totally wish I did, but that was not me. It's funny. When I actually presented to a, to a studio that we were reading some space out of, they actually asked me at that time, uh, did I ever have any media experience, radio experience, anything? And of course, like any good person, I lied. So, <laughs> I was like, sure. And you know, it's kind of that point. There was a, there was um, uh, the the professional skater legend Tony Hawk oh, sure. uh, said one time in one of his, in his autobiography. He said basically he'd been dominating the, the the skateboarding scene in California for years as an amateur, and then one day he decided to check the box that says professional. He'd always been checking the box amateur and he kind of said, all right, I'm in, I'm, I'm a pro. And so kind of when I, when I came to the point and there was an opportunity, yeah, I kind of like in my mind said, I'm a professional at this, even though I had no experience, but I said, you know what, I can do it. And I've always been that kind of guy where if there's a new challenge, I will take on that challenge full force. Of course, having my wife 
with me as an equal partner in this. Her name is Tiffany, by the way, and having my wife as an equal partner. Hi, Tiffany. Thing, uh, I'll tell you guys. Said hi. Uh, so having an equal partner in this in this endeavor was super important. But I knew the timing was now. Uh, you know, I wanted to get into the space before maybe somebody else gets into the space. And so I was so happy to take that leap of faith. And then we produced 93 episodes of To Your Health with Dr. G. And now the conversation is evolving. So your, again, your journey continues, your origin story continues, that we were so grateful that Edward Elmer's Health approached my wife and I and said, we want to continue to be innovative in the podcasting game. No other systems, health systems are doing this kind of stuff. So why not have uh, me and my wife bring us on and really create something special, hence those awesome billboards that you see, uh, Rick and Malort, uh, that shows me with some oh, with a fancy uh, nice blazer with some purple and some awesome red socks and everything. So does Edward uh, Elmhurst Health have a wardrobe department? Or is uh, uh, Tiffany uh, picks out your clothes? There's no doubt that uh, it's going to be the latter. Uh, <laughs> but if anyone else wants to uh, have a wardrobe department, that's fine. No, actually, uh, I'm so grateful that I have an amazing wife, uh, amazing life partner, best friend, uh, who's been able to kind of uh, uh, be just to help me along the way. Uh, surprisingly, though, she will admit that I actually choose my own clothes pretty well. So I'm like the, the atypical kind of guy. So do you have... Uh, kind of a um a roadmap for your next so many shows or you kind of do that at the last minute how does that work I, we've listened to your first two episodes under your new moniker health 360 with dr g so how it works uh, the great thing is i've always been once people get to know me more and a lot of my patients can certainly testify on it i am always the thinker uh, i like I'll, i'm the kind of guy where i wake up in the middle of the night and i go oh my gosh i had an idea um, a lot of times when you think about, um, you have those moments of clarity when you least expect it. You know, who doesn't like to, you know, sing sing in the shower or sing car karaoke when you're driving? When you have that kind of uh, peace, ideas start coming in your head. And so as we did 93 shows on the uh, on my first version of, of podcasting, a lot of people kept saying, how do you come up with these ideas? Well, a lot of times they come to me. Uh, but we do plan. Uh, and I was a Cub Scout, by the way. I never made it to be Boy Scout. Uh, but I, but I, we're all about planning. And so when we presented to, when we started partnering with Edward Over's Health, yeah, one of the things that, that my wife and I told them is that I've got a whole whiteboard full of ideas. And so when I get an idea, I encourage people to write it down. When you get an idea, because you never know how it's going to evolve, I write it down. We, there's something about having that manual writing something down that imprints something onto your brain and it says, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. And you don't have to attack it at that point. You can always come back to it, but I'm a big believer in writing down. So when we presented to Edward Elmer's, uh, my wife and I sure to present probably at least 30 or 40 show topics uh, to consider. <laughs> That's great. So we, no. We've got it planned. We have it planned out. You mentioned Cub Scouts. I happen to know Malort's son just... Uh became an Eagle Scout in the last 10, 14 days. So uh, congrats. And, yeah, Thank that's pretty, much. pretty cool program. Let me tie in back to the Star Wars for a minute. Yes. My son's name, Luke. And yes. his nickname? Yeah. Red Five. Red Five, I like it. He's always standing by. Oh my gosh, you guys are nerds. So, uh, without a doubt, I'll, I'll admit it straight up. It's I'm like, aware of that, yes. Nerd power, never-ending radical dude, as they call it. Uh, my my code name, when I was a kid growing up in North Suburbs, there was a place called uh, Photon, and then they had a place called yeah. Intertag, and it's up in Arlington Heights. And uh, my code name, every time, I went with Skywalker. Nice. 
So there you go. Fair All right, right. I'm going to take this to the nerdiest level before we move on. And I'm going to tell you that I also played Photon growing up, and they would give you a little Photon ID card, and you're supposed to put your picture in it. Yep. I changed my headshot to Boba Fett. I love it. So there you go. Yeah, again, you and I got to talk offline uh-huh. on this kind of stuff. This is awesome. I'm loving this. So, uh, Dr. Gomez, have you ever <laughs> seen the movie Spies Like Us? Of course, doctor, 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 doctor. Oh my gosh! Doctor, and then the guy goes ah, yeah. and then they run out of town. Yeah, I mean uh, that that is like a scene that will be forever etched in our memories. That doctor, doctor, doctor. So what I wanted to know is when you folks meet each other, do you do that, doctor, 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 doctor? <laughs> Uh, I know. I, I, it's so funny. I wish we did because actually would make it add some levity to the situation, especially us that are movie buffs, especially 80s movies rock. And so uh, we don't do that, unfortunately, but maybe we should start a, move, a movement to bring that back. Uh, you know, it's actually when we think about our relationships this day and age, you know, a lot of our relationships are virtual. And I still connect with my physician colleagues, uh, but uh, it's very much at a virtual thing. So now if I do see somebody physically, it's just the elbow, the elbow dab. But I would love to go, doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> That's great. So you've got a really neat uh, show intro, your uh, music. Could you tell us where that came about and how you got that? Well, this is the great thing about having a team. And we're just so excited that we've partnered up with Edward Elmhurst and have a, have a really a, a very mutual vision on how we want to drive further engagement for people to live to be the best versions of themselves. And part of that is having an awesome theme song. And so we wanted something that was uplifting, that also popped, but also kind of kind of kept kept it good and, and enjoyable across different genres. So you got kind of a mix of like some pop, there's a little funk in there, uh, maybe a little soul, but it's really uplifting and, and a little ele- electric. So we got a couple of different genres going on to come to this. So I certainly thank the team at Edward Elmer's Health uh, for really coming up with the music. Now, of course, the backstory is we had to listen to so many different songs, <laughs> my wife and I, and uh, at some point, one of the songs, I just said, it's like, did we, did we just hear the song? But we are so happy that this movement, this music captures the essence of what we're trying to do. It's great. Um, we want to take just a really quick break and do a segment that we call the E-Town Lowdown Mowdown. It's my personal favorite segment where we ask you some quick questions, and it's going to be an abbreviated version here today, but uh, I, I think you'll enjoy this. So first question is McDreamy or McSteamy? Ah, I like that one. Definitely McDreamy. Fashion conscious man like yourself, necktie or bow tie? Oh, gotta go bow tie. Although people will look at my social media and know that I've worn too many neckties, but bow tie without a doubt. The hard part is getting the knot. And we're not talking about clip-ons. Clip-ons right. are a no-no. In person or via video? Uh, I'm old school. I still love in person as much as we can do it. Uh, something about just being in the room. And when you're in the room with somebody, I mean, our brains are still on. Our social brains, our connection can still happen over video. But something about that in person thing still has this understanding. But um, but I will say in person without a doubt. But I do. I am, I am liking video. I will tell you this, Rick, real quick. Uh, if you would have approached me pre-pandemic and said, Dr. G, uh, what's your think? What's your thought on videos? Uh, video visits, I would have been like, I would have been like, no way. Uh, but I embraced it without a doubt. So thank you. All right. Here's one of the hard hitting ones. You ready for this? Got it. James Brown or James Taylor? Ooh, ooh well, uh, that's a good one. 
definitely James Brown. Uh, it's just, just a, a legend in his own right and what he did for soul and funk and, and, and just, just, just just the creative talent there is. So, and actually, actually inspired some of my dance moves. There you go. <laughs> okay, Jar Jar Binks or Boda Fett? Oh, definitely Boba Fett, uh, without a doubt. He's so cool. Uh, loved the reprise of Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. And by the way, uh, Malor, you would like this. Uh, I have watched the end of, uh, I'm not going to give away to so maybe somebody's out there right now listening, who's going to be listening to this podcast and doesn't know the end of um, uh, the end of uh, yeah, season no, two of no Mandalorian. But uh, I've watched the episode eight of season two of Mandalorian at least 100 times. No kidding. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. Mr. Spock or Dr. Spock? Ooh, ooh huh. it's going to be Mr. Spock, without a doubt. That's old school, definitely Mr. Spock. And um, for the Vulcans out there, uh, Vulcan neck pinch, which was, of course, and maybe remember the movie Spaceballs, and he goes, what do you yep. think you're doing? Uh, the Vulcan neck pinch? It's like, you're doing it wrong. It's got to be up higher where the neck meets the shoulder. And he goes, like this? Yeah. And then he falls down. Classic movie, Spaceballs. Love it. Mac or PC? Ooh, if you would have asked me that question uh, a year ago, I'd have definitely said Mac. But a year ago, I invested in PC. So I'm PC now. Okay, restaurant or home cooking? Oh my goodness! I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm the kind of person I'm a foodie at heart, without a doubt. So I'm gonna have to say restaurant. Uh, chefs these days, uh, at least pre-pandemic, all, all I've done during the pandemic is, is order takeout and picking up curbside pickup. But chefs these days are changing the game, and I love it. What innovation, regardless if it's in medicine or or culinary uh, stuff or business. I love changing the game, people that are moving and shaking. So I'm definitely going to say the restaurant scene. Nice. Cubs or Sox? Oh, that's an easy one. I'm a Cubs guy. Grew up in the North Suburbs. Definitely support uh. my Cubs. I almost, I essentially got to the point, I was trying to have my man cry in 2016 without letting tears fall down my face. It was a man <laughs> cry where you're trying to hold it in. We were trying to cry at the same time, but you want to still look tough. So uh, definitely, um, definitely Cubs and man cries. Okay, Rick and I have been wondering how you're going to respond to this one. Stitches or glue? Oh, again, I'm old school. Put a stitch in it, be done, <laughs> approximate the tissue together, you're going to be fine. But I can understand that, again, sometimes glue is the way to go, but I'm old school. Stitch. What was your first record album? Oh, my God. I will have to say, and this is going to sound really, really lame, but um, I... Uh, from what I can remember, it was either Boys to Men and their Cooley High Harmony album, or it might have been a Fresh Prince, DJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, so uh, one of those two, the one that I first bought, I can't remember, it was one of those two. If I had to ask my sister, who I used to listen to some of her records, uh, I have an older sister, she had some Run DMC. So okay. I used to listen to some of that back in the day. Very nice. Malort? Okay. Swimming pool or lake? Ooh, that's a good one. I love these questions, guys. This is awesome. Um, nothing like like the lake when you're there and you're in an environment and have your peace, nature. So I'm gonna go lake, although it's been a while since I've done like I've done more swimming pools and lakes, but I would say the lake as far as peace. Lefty or righty? Definitely righty, but I love all the lefties out there. Love you all. Okay, this is right up your alley now. Invisibility or super strength? 
Ooh, so it's interesting. My kids and I have been watching and reading the Harry Potter books and and uh, and watching the uh, the movies. Uh, and we're not done yet, but we're, we're starting on the side of a nine-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. And uh, we like the invisibility cloak. However, me being a comic book person, super strength will definitely win, whether it's it's uh, you and you know me reading Green Lantern or Superman or Spider-Man or Black Panther. Having some sort of super strength is definitely the way to go. Nice. Last two questions. Pay-per-view or movie theater? Oh, well, I'm old school in that one. Definitely movie theater, showing love to the mom and pop movie theater chains out there and those out there. Just something about the experience. Although when it comes to the economics of it all, <laughs> it's probably going to be pay-per-view. Uh, and that's what we've kind of evolved to over this last uh, year of the pandemic. All right, here's your chance to settle it all once and for all. Your opportunity. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Han Solo or Greedo, who shot first? Ooh, uh, I don't know. It looked like Greedo did, but because uh, Han Solo moves out of the way a little bit, it hits him. So that is that is always up for debate. Uh, on that there, there you have it, George Lucas. George Lucas. There you go. It's almost like the I was talking this with uh, with my my son and my daughter who are really into Star Wars because because Daddy is getting them into it, and we were talking about does Mace Windu really die at the uh, towards the end of Episode Three? When he falls out of the uh, out of the emperor's chambers on Coruscant, and I say, you know, I'm not too sure if he's dead. Yes, maybe he's missing an arm, but Jedi knights are known to fall from from so many heights they just land on their feet. So, uh, also George Lucas, help us out, right? Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that segment, our mowdown, and it was brought to you today by the people for the ethical treatment of ants. Just for you. <laughs> so, no, no more magnets. Like, what, what, what about the ethical treatment of uncles? Ants. Just ants? What about uncles? I don't know. Dr. Gomez had some stories about uh, ants and... Uh, I love my aunts and also the insects too. So uh, there you go. Again, I used to fry, I used to fry those as a boy with a microscope. So do you have any, uh, do you have any either personal or professional mentors? I do. And so um, I think, um, you know, everybody gets to someplace in life with the help of somebody else. There's no doubt about that. Having mentor, having a mentor along the way, is foundational to make sure you're still on the right path, but somebody to really give you perspective and also gives you an understanding that somebody who's come before you has laid a path. Uh, I certainly think about my biggest mentor in my life is probably Oops. my dad. Uh, my parents have really guided me and, and my mom too. They both have guided me a long way just to keep me um, just to keep me on this pathway. From kind of a professional standpoint, I look at a lot of people that have trailblazed before before me. Certainly, being an African American physician, I think about the different African American physicians that that have really allowed for um, for involvement and engagement in this profession. And so, uh, uh, I've not, some of these figures will be more historical, so I never read about reading about the people that have laid down the pathway. But I think we all have have mentors along the way. My, I even think about my original partners when I started in two thousand seven that helped me out just to show me the ropes, but I'm still trying to learn now. Now I still learn from not only my physician colleagues, but I learn as, as well, as far as like when I do my show, I'm learning from my colleagues across the country. So I think, I think mentorship is about uh, community and certainly for us as leaders in our community to, to now allow for other people. I hope that my story allows for the next person to come along, the next Dr. G 
um, to have a pathway for opportunity and what they want to do. I always say I knew my I knew my stuff early. Actually, in my junior high, I had to tell you this, Rick Muller, Muller, in my in my eighth grade yearbook, my literal words were, "I'm going to be a doctor." As a as a 13 year old, that was my message on like my 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 future plans. And I'm so happy that uh, as a young boy. I realized that I was 13 at that time in eighth grade graduation, and a friend of mine posted it on Facebook uh, not too long ago, and I put it on my social media. And there's a picture of me as a 13 year old kid with braces. It looked really funny, by the way. Uh, definitely comic book nerd at the time, and now me as a 42 year old gentleman, still a comic book nerd, no braces, by the way. And, and so I think uh, that, that was important. I uh, I have a question about you know maybe some upcoming podcast topics, and one of them is the mental health crisis, especially as it relates to COVID. And just wonder if you might do a show in the near future on that. And then my second part of that question is, do you have friends that are, are both, you know, traditional psychiatrists and some that might be more on the homeopathic side? So the great thing, I'll answer the first, the second question first. And, and really, uh, I do have uh, my expanding network of experts uh, that are more traditional uh, mental health experts, uh, 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 psychiatrists, uh, licensed clinical social workers, psychologists, but also knowing that there are some people that are out there that are doing things a little bit differently. Um, even though think people are doing things a little different, it doesn't mean we have to we have to shame them or poo poo on that idea. I think consumers are going to have a choice uh, what they want to do. They're going to try to advocate for their own best interests. Of course, uh, I want people to use science, but realize this: sometimes the medical community can be very rigid. And, and and I've openly challenged our, my my physician colleagues uh, to look at other things. Now, of course, we talk about life or death scenarios. Yes, you got to follow the evidence. The evidence is so important. So I'm glad to expand my network of mental health experts that are out there for people that need them. As far as mental health topics down the line, mental health is such an important feature of of Health 360 with Dr. G. As a matter of fact, our show next week will be on the hidden dangers of social isolation and loneliness. And there are some hidden health dangers. Just te just tease us out a bit. We know that uh, uh, men are 2.8 times more likely to die an earlier death if they don't have social connections. Women are 2.3 times more likely to die an earlier death if they don't have those connections. As a matter of fact, when you have social isolation, you increase your risk for heart disease, heart attack, stroke, cancer, and the list goes on and on. And as a matter of fact, when you have connections with people, it, it confers a longevity benefit. This is studied out of the blue zones, that the blue zones are places on earth where people live the longest with the least amount of disease burden. And it turns out if you have healthy relationships, healthy connections, uh, you extend life by seven years. That is amazing. And the only thing that's more important than, than, than connections and, and, and trying, to, trying to not have those isolations are, are our physical needs. We, we need food, we need to sleep, uh, and we need some sort of security. So some physical needs. This next tier is our mental well-being and social connections. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, we have a ton of more content coming down the line as well, too. But mental health is going to be very important. And we have to have these honest conversations. One one last thing about upcoming shows and maybe a, a suggestion is um, being old guys like Malort and I, um, we hear a lot about women's health issues and um, we know that the life expectancy of women is longer than men. And just wonder uh, 
will you have some shows dedicated to men's health issues? So, so there's no doubt that something's going to be in the pipeline. Actually, I did some stuff on my old podcast, Serial Health with Dr. G. On Health 360 with Dr. G, we're going to keep the discussion going on. We just, just this past week, we dropped uh, a big women's health show. And I promise fellas out there that you will get a men's health show, a men's show, a men's health show uh, down the road. Uh, the great thing is even on our women's health show that we did uh, earlier this week that dropped on Monday, there were so many take-home points for men out there to learn as well too. And the, and the conference will happen too. When we do a men's health show down the road on again, health questions or health topics men avoid talking about, there's gonna be some stuff for women to learn too. But the thing is about us, us as guys, we're not good at, first of all, our, our egos will sometimes get in the way, uh, but we're not good at dealing with our emotions. So we have to talk about it. And a lot of guys may just not show up and for whatever reason. So we want to try to break down the barriers and make this really an uplifting uh, experience for everybody out there, men and women alike. Hey, Dr. G, I have a curious question for you as I'm sure. hearing Rick talk a little bit about uh, homeopathic things and alternative perspectives i would i would call it i can use that terminology i'm curious what do you believe are, are you buying into the idea that nature plays a role in your health being outdoors exercise that healthy living aspect? yeah so 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 actually when you look about nature in general actually when you have these kind of foundations especially when we're looking at connections and health there's no doubt that your environment plays a big role in things uh, and so, and so, yes, we want to embrace some things. One of the things that what happens in the blue zone studies is that those environments, those longest living places on Earth, uh, um, actually have an appreciation of their environment, of nature. And what they've tried to do, at least in here, when we're talking about our environment shaping our health outcomes in social in social medicine or social uh, the social concept, we call that built environments, built built environments, where you can actually have your environment shape. Uh, your outcome and what the blue zones tried to do is actually once they studied the blue zones and that was and by the way that was coined by a gentleman named dan butner back in 2005 uh, back, based on the research that first appeared in the national geographic uh article uh, um, issue uh, but what they tried to do is when they studied these these places on earth where people live the longest they actually launched a project here in the states called the blue zones america and so the blue zones america project has been going on for at least more than a decade now where if you have natural things in your environment and you don't build something around that, maybe you have a lake in your town, uh, but you don't have any walkways around that lake, that's a problem. That's an idea, and I call it, that's an opportunity to promote healthier living. So there is truly the mind-body connection, your social environment. Uh, to answer more of the question as far as like, you know, alternative treatments and things like that, that's something that we have to have more discussions on. I, I did it on my old podcast, uh, and uh, soon we'll be talking about a big vitamin and supplement type show on Health 360 with Dr. G down the road. So we're going to be able to try to touch base on some of these questions. We're not going to have all the solutions, but we want people to be armed with the right information so they can make the best choices for the health of them and their families. So you sound like a very well-rounded individual. You have got a lot of interest. Do you have any hobbies you haven't mentioned that you'd like to share? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, hobbies are my past. And actually, my biggest hobby, as I already mentioned, I'm a comic book nerd and, and uh, read everything comics. I uh, get Star Wars right now. They're just, just crushing it on the Star Wars game. Uh, and some new comics uh, set uh, prior to what we've noticed in the, in the movie setting um, called The High Republic that just came out. But other hobbies that I love, I love playing with my kids. 
Uh, we love just getting outdoors when we can. Yes, right now, since we've been in the pandemic, going outdoors means just going in our backyard. But I love that. Uh, for me, being a child of the 80s, essentially, uh, yeah, play video games. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm not a hardcore gamer or anything like that. But 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 we have a we have a virtual reality uh, set up here in our home uh, to just kind of get lost in something. Uh, and then of course I'm really bad at golf. And uh, so, so it was like kind of a hobby. What I used to do, and this is my 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 uh, uh, long long time ago, but I used to be a salsa dancer in my former life. And, uh, and so. Uh, I was actually really good, guys. I was I was really good. It was a great way. I picked it up as a third year medical student, and it was a great way to kind of get out there and put yourself out there. But I've always had a fascination for dance, and something about um, salsa music just really just wanted me made me want to express myself. And I did it for so long, and I got really good at it. Uh, and uh, but but now I'm older, and I probably have arthritis. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any physical activity helps with arthritis? Do you have any uh, favorite podcasts that you listen to that you might want to share with listeners? Absolutely. One of my favorite ones, and actually this is also another way that was a catalyst to me getting into the podcast game. I'm a huge Neil deGrasse Tyson fan. And Neil deGrasse Tyson has a podcast called Star Talk Radio. Um, And uh, they also have the Star Star Talk All-Stars but that is just something where you get lost in it. Again, I've always, as I said in the beginning, I've always loved sciences. And to hear him talk and a gentleman who's super well-rounded and have him and his experts come on and talk about anything was awesome. And actually I used some of those kind of points uh, uh, when I started coming up with ideas for my original podcast. And even still now, as I still listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson and Startup Radio, it helps me kind of shape and get some ideas, again, learning from people that are in the business. I don't know Neil deGrasse Tyson personally. I would love to meet him. Uh, he did go to my watch. He did show up at my watch, my alma mater, Wash U, pre-pandemic, but I think it was like a thousand dollars a plate to have to meet him. And I was like, okay, I'm not driving to St. Louis and spending spending uh, two G's for me and my wife. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyways, side note. And uh, but but having those kind of mentors, so listening to other people that are out there are, are great. Uh, listening to Dean Ornish. Uh, is great and some other pioneers in lifestyle medicine. But I would say if somebody's interested in just looking up at the stars and getting perspective, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Star Talk Radio. I have one last question for you, and then Malort might have one for you. And that is, did you uh, elect to get a COVID shot? Thanks. So I have been as of as of last week on Thursday, I have been I have now can say I was fully vaccinated. Uh, I already received my two vaccines of the Pfizer vaccine. And after that 14 days, after you get the second shot, you're considered fully vaccinated. And so um, now, of course, is the logistical uh, challenges of getting out there. We're in phase 1B officially in the state of Illinois throughout the entire state. And now uh, we're looking at the state of Illinois has identified, I believe, 3 million people that are in the phase 1B category. It might be a little bit higher than that, too. It might be an underestimate. There's 12 million people in the state. But 3 million people, from what I heard, was the estimate. And so how are you going to get the vaccine to that many people? If all of them get the vaccine, you're going to need 6 million because it's a two-shot thing. And so the hardest part now is just the the, the, the make sure that there's adequate supply. And then lastly, you got to have the vaccinators. Uh, you have to have staff to administer the vaccines 
the challenge right now in healthcare is that there's a lot of people that may not want to go into healthcare right now because of the pandemic. When you're looking at medical assistants or even nurses or even maybe physicians, people are maybe trying to choose other pathways. So the goal is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. But I am vaccinated. Yes. All right. Malort, you got one last question for Dr. G? I do. Um, uh, Dr. G, if I could ask you, um, if you're familiar at all, there's an, a nonprofit organization in South Naperville called the Conservation Foundation. They run the last remaining working organic farm, which is uh, on Knock Knowles Road at the McDonald Farm, the historic McDonald uh, Farm, right across the street from Knock Knowles Park. Um, is there a place in your practice where you promote healthy eating and, and things like that? So the answer is yes. I think food is the foundation. So as the saying goes, so the saying goes, I might be butchering it, but here we go. It says, it goes like this. Um, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Again, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. And that's just a foundation for everything that we're doing. Uh, I'm a lifestyle medicine physician. Um, I'm a member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, as well as being board certified in internal medicine. And so uh, food, let food be thy medicine as well, too. It's important for everything. The reality is in this country is we have the standard American diet, which has contributed to heart disease, diabetes, cancer, obesity, and you name it. So we've gotten away from how we should be eating. Our, our hunter-gatherer forefathers uh, hunted, gathered, and rested, essentially. And so we've lost things. We have too much processed foods out there, too much sugar-laden stuff. And when you think about the foods that provide the longest living, there's four categories. There are 100% whole grains. So I think things like brown rice, think about farro, F-A-R-O, love farro, love me some farro, love it. Um, think about your fruits and vegetables. You know, we're advised to eat five to seven servings of fruit, fruits and vegetables a day. We should be aiming double digits, 10 to 12. Um, of course, nuts and seeds. Eat a handful of nuts and seeds each day. And then lastly, legumes. So I think about 100% whole grains, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and legumes, because legumes miss us. If we eat those foods, those foods confer longevity. And nowhere on that list did I say pizza, hamburgers, french fries, potato chips, donuts, you know, candy. You know, those are things that add to the burdens that we're facing right now in healthcare. And if I can cheap plug that, if anybody wants to find out more about getting fresh organic vegetables through that organization, the website is theconservationfoundation.org. They have pickups in Naperville, Lombard, Hinsdale, and probably some others I can't remember, but you can check that website out for more information. So if I can end this, uh, Dr. G, I just want to ask you a very simple question. 2020 was a rough year. 2021 looks like it may or may not be. What's the one piece of advice you can give all of us to stay healthy through 2021? All right. My answer to that one, first of all, great question. Uh, my answer is, to, is, is based off of time. Um, time is our biggest, our biggest commodity. It's something that we can't ask for more of or we can't buy back. Uh, to take the time to focus on the priorities that we have in our lives. Even though 2020 was challenging, there was a lot of blessings uh, and maybe the blessings weren't as open or in your face as they should have been, but a lot of people look at it as an opportunity. I know for me, when the pandemic started and I was away from seeing patients, I had time to be a dad. I had time to be a husband. Uh, I, I had time to practice self-care. 
Um, you know, and we only get those same 24 hours a day. And so I would argue that we don't have the time to not make those choices that are important for us, those decisions, the things that we do every day matter more than most of us realize. And so I think time is our biggest commodity out there, most important commodity. And that I think if people are out there listening, that look at time, again, you get to decide what you want to do for those 24 hours make sure you're doing it the right way and follow your heart that's the best thing i can tell people just be mindful of your time and if you if you're on a pathway that it's not going anywhere in life doesn't fulfill you again your journey is a personal journey and but the biggest thing we have to do is take the time to step back and appreciate the people if we have in our lives the things we have in our lives much more more than the material stuff i mean material stuff buy and if anything about that this is a time we had a pause to reflect the most what's most important for us health 360 with dr g is the podcast available on all podcast apps on your iphone your android or your desktop dr mark gomez thank you so much for being our guest today a couple parting uh, comments you are uh, going to be sent an e-town lowdown coffee mug suitable for all types of beverages Sweet. And, and one other thing uh you mentioned you were a drum major at Stevenson High School. Malort was in the marching band down there in Blue Island, where he grew up, or Blue as we refer to it. And uh, he also is not the drum major. He is the dumb major of the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, keepers of the world's largest drum. And as far as I know, we do not have a salsa dancer, dancer in our band. So we'll be reaching out to you for that at some point. If I think, I think, a, a, you know, we mask up and we'll see what happens. You know, the great thing is that we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but hey, if it brings opportunity and we can have some levity in it as well too, even better. Malort, let's finish this off. Doctor? 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 Doctor, doctor, doctor. Sorry, I did. Sorry, just keep going on. No, it's been my pleasure, gentlemen, Rick and Malort, to, to talk with you guys today. And um, look forward to catching up with you guys soon. Thank you for being the first doctor on our podcast. Oh, well, there you go. I'm setting the tone for a lot of things. So there we go. No, it's my, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on today. Thanks, Dr. G. Hi, this is Pamela Dunley. As president and CEO of Elmhurst Hospital, I know that sometimes laughter can be the best medicine. When I need a good laugh, I tune into the E-Town Lowdown. And you should, too. Give it a try. Wow. Guests of the Lowdown will receive an Elmhurst E-Town Lowdown coffee mug suitable for all types of beverages, courtesy of the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra. The E-Town Lowdown, brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter.